Welcome to Premier Aerodynamics Podcast number 136. And today we're finishing off this podcast series where in the last podcast in 135, we're looking at the effects of a gurney flap on the aerodynamics of an F1 car. And in particular, the effects on the front wing, the suspension, the nose, and the tires. So in that podcast, we looked at the general effects on the drag and the downforce. In this podcast, we'll be going through a bunch of flow viz and uh, flow control devices. So we're going to be looking at this paper again called Aerodynamic Effects of the Gurney Flap of the Front Wing of an F1 Car and the Flow Interaction with Car Components. This is open access, so you can find it in the link in the description. So let's recap quickly what we went through in the last podcast. And if you haven't lost, listened to that podcast, go back and listen to that because you'll learn a lot more about this in detail. For example, what a Gurney Flap is, what a Gurney Flap is, sorry and the effects of this gunny flap on airfoils in general and what we've found in other podcasts. So for this F1 car, which you will remember, they looked at pretty much just the front wheels, the front wing system, the suspension, and the nose. Then the rest of the car, they didn't model NCFD. For this section, they found that a gunny flap, which was only quite small, it was like only maybe five or 10 millimeters high, it affected the downforce and the drag coefficient dramatically. So we have some graphs here showing that with the gurney flap, the downforce of this section of the car increased by about 24%, while the drag coefficient increased by about 28%. And we found that in the last podcast, that depending on where we were looking on the car, for example, the main wing or the flap or the end plates, or the suspension, the tire, or the uh, nose section, the effects of the gurney flap were quite different. So for example, with the main wing, the uh, downforce increased by about 30%, while the drag coefficient dropped by 70%. And the reason why I'm laughing so much is because <laughs> that is quite an amazing feat to be able to drop the drag of a wing by that much, especially a wing that has already been um, designed to be low drag to begin with and to perform quite well. So to be able to drop the drag by 70% is amazing. Then if we go to other sections, for example, the flap or the end plates, they exhibited a similar kind of increase in the downforce by about 20, 30, 40%, some in some situations, 50%, but the drag option also typically rose by about 50% as well. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, depending on where you are in the, like in, in a track, perhaps if you have a track with a lot of corners or you're in a, a track like corner, then that means that you want to have a bit more drag potentially to reduce the velocity of your car more quickly. That way you can carry more speed into the corners. So in this podcast, we'll be looking at the fluid dynamics more, in particular the flow viz. We've looked at the general analysis of it. Let's look at the flow viz now. And to do this, we're looking at four different cross-sectional planes downstream. So X1, X2, 3, and 4. X1 is at the very start of the car, just as we're hitting the nose. Then X4 goes all the way down well past the tires, and we're almost at like the cockpit area. Then we have four Y planes cutting through from the, like right down the middle of the car through the nose to going all the way to the inside part of the tire. So at X plane one, at the very start of the nose, let's look at the effects of the gurney flap where they show um, some velocity and pressure components here. And if you're just listening to this, you can see the video on Spotify and YouTube. And on YouTube, we have other goodies as well. They can uh, look at and learn more about aerodynamics and also have a lot more fun with aerodynamics. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out our YouTube channel and you'll see what I mean. So in figure eight, we see the effects of the gurney flap already present. So we're right at the front of the car. We haven't even hit the wing yet. We haven't even hit the gurney flap, yet the effects of the gurney flap are very well present. We can see that for without the gurney flap at this left figure here, we see the velocity is fairly high underneath the 
main wing, but when you have the gunny flap installed, the velocity is much greater. That's actually really good for the main wing because what this means is the velocity underneath, which is the suction surface, is much greater, which means that the pressure must drop according to Bernoulli's equation. If the pressure drops on the undersurface, that means that we are increasing the downforce, and that is how we are getting more downforce out of this main wing. We found in the last podcast that the main wing does indeed increase the downforce by like downforce by like 50% or 30%, and that's how it does it, at least part of it. The upper side of the main wing seems to be relatively unaffected at this plane, so you can see that the velocities are pretty much the same here. So figure 9 shows that the gurney flap creates a much bigger wake with, than without the gurney flap. So for example, you can see here, the gurney flap here has a much greater wake than without a gurney flap, and that's to be expected because the gurney flap is just this horizontal or this vertical plane just coming straight out. So it's really just sticking out into the flow really not aerodynamically, at least not by itself, but when you put it with an airfoil, it greatly improves an airfoil's performance. So we're getting a much greater uh, wake here, and that increases the drag of the flap, and that's what we found with the other podcast, that the main wing, while there is no gurney flap behind there, the main wing itself is producing less drag, the flap itself, which does have the gurney flap, is increasing the drag. But in this figure here, we can also see some other interesting features. For example, for the main wing, which is this bottom one here, and then this one up here is the, the flap for the main wing, the flow behind it is much faster when the gurney flap is present. So we can see the gurney flap is here, and the flow behind the main wing is much more red, or much redder, than behind the main wing without the gurney flap on the uh, other flap. You can see here it's more orange. Now, a redder flow typically will mean that the there is less of a wake, and particularly in this particular case, because we can't see anything to do with pressures or anything like that. So we have a, f a faster moving flow behind, which means that we have a lower, a smaller wake, which means that we have a lower drag. And this is at least is one reason why this main airfoil exhibited such a low drag, because this flap, for some reason, with installed on this other flap above it, is increasing the velocity of the flow behind the main wing. That means that the wake is smaller and the drag drops, the pressure drag drops. So moving on to the second X-plane, which is now just in front of the wheel, so downstream of the, this X1 and just in front of the wheels. So the flow that we see here is what is hitting the wheels. The flow in the middle section of the car is much faster when the gurney flap is present. So if we look at the left one here compared to the right one, we can see how much faster the flow is particularly underneath the nose of the, of the vehicle. That is not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. The reason why is because with a faster moving flow under the nose in particular, you will typically increase the downforce of this nose section, which is good, but the drag will also increase, which may be bad depending on the race car, depending on the race track that the car is on, as we mentioned earlier and in the last podcast. So at this plane, the reason for why the tires experience a drag reduction as we found before, so let's just quickly scroll back up and see how the tires performed. We found in the last podcast that with the gurney flap, the tires increased the downforce by, or the tires experienced a 38% increase in downforce, while the drag dropped by 26%. That's really impressive to be able to drop the drag of a tire by that much. And in this plane, we can't really see too much why that's happening. I mean, the apart from this increase in velocity underneath the nose section of the F1 car, the rest of the wake is fairly similar. There's only maybe one minor difference, and that is that the with the gurney flap, the flow hitting the front or the middle of the tires might be a little bit faster. So you can see in this region here, if you compare it to the one without the gurney flap, 
it's a bit less blue, a bit more aqua. So that's indicates that the flow's um, moving faster here. And taking only that alone and not considering any of the indirects of this, the indirect effects of this increase in velocity, you would conclude that the tire should, should actually experience an increase in the drag because the stagnation pressure at the front of the tires is greater, which leads to a greater pressure drag. So you have a faster moving flow hitting the front of the tires. A faster moving flow means you have more kinetic energy and that's going to be converted into more pressure, the pressure that the object will feel. If you have a higher pressure at the front of an object than that and everything else is equal, that means that you're going to get an increase in the pressure drag, which is an increase in the drag. So from, just from this uh, like image here, we might can conclude that the tires should actually have an increase in the drag with the gurney flap. But from the last podcast, we know that's not true. The tires actually experience about a 26% drop in the drag when you have the gurney flap installed. To understand why this happens, we need to look at other planes. So let's look at the third X-plane, which is located just downstream of the tires. This X-plane 2 was just in front. Now X-plane 3 is behind. And this is seen in figure 11. So this plane now shows clearly why the tires experience a lower drag. When the gurney flaps are present, so these right figures here, the jetting vortex around the tires contact patches is pretty much obliterated. So if we can uh, concentrate on this region here, we can see without the gurney flap, you see a lot of very low velocity flow around the bottom parts of the tires where the tires meet the road. That's very common for all tires. You're going to get that. That's called a jetting vortex. So what happens is that you have all this flow hitting the front of the tire, and then it has to go around. And when you get to the contact patch region, the flow just rolls around and creates a vortex on each side of the tire. That's called a jetting vortex or a jetting vortex system. With the gurney flap, we actually get a massive reduction in this vortex, in these vortices, in the wake that these vortices are creating. And that is why the drag drops so much for the tires when the gurney flaps are present. I think that the jetting vortex gets almost obliterated because of the much faster moving flow moving underneath the wing to begin with. So as we mentioned earlier, underneath the front wing, we get a much faster moving flow in X-plane 2 and X-plane 1. And if we have so much faster moving flow coming through, that's going to be hitting this jetting vortex and resisting the wake that it's producing and also potentially obliterating the jetting vortex as well. So that's why I think we get a such a massive reduction in this jetting vortex system with the gurney flaps. Now the top part of this figure also shows that the low pressure cause found in the bottom half of the tires in, in the wakes is much less severe when the gurney flap is present. So for example, here you can see these low pressure cores. When we have the gurney flaps, these low pressure cores are much lower. Also around the jetting vortex region, the lower pressures are almost obliterated as well. They're much more normalized. That's where we get a, a lower drag around the tire system, around the tires as well. The jetting vortex system is largely dealt with. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, that's the fast moving flow coming from underneath the wing, hitting this region and energizing it. So that means that the rear face of the tires will experience a higher pressure and hence a lower pressure drag. And as I mentioned earlier, trying to reduce the drag of tires, not just wheels, but tires in general, is very difficult to do. So this is actually a quite interesting finding. So apart from that jetting vortex effect and the change in the pressures, the rest of the tire wakes seem to be about the same. So you can see the high pressure regions above and around, they're pretty much the same. It's just the jetting vortex regions so the lower half of the tire wakes which are significantly affected and they're affected very positively. So the major change to the tire's wakes can be more clearly seen in figure 12, where you can see a Y-plane slicing 
from the front left of the card downstream. So this is Y plane four. Let's scroll back up to just show you what Y plane four was. Y plane four is this one, which is just on the inside of the tire. So the, this major change to the tire's weights can be more clearly seen here, where <laughs> without the gunny flap, you see a massive wake, and this is from the Journey Vortex system. With the gunny flap, this wake is almost completely taken care of, so it's quite clear why we get such a drop in the drag. In addition to this massive change in the wake of the tires, there are a few other minor differences in the wakes with and without the gunny flaps. One major one is at the end of the front wing system, so just about here. In both of the figures, we can see the main wing, the flap, and then the end plates we can kind of see as a shadow, and then the, the nose section as a shadow. So we can see the wake here is much greater for the um, uh, front wing system with the gunny flaps present compared to when they're not present. So that is also an indication of why we get an increase in the drag for the flap and the end plates that we saw in podcast one. So on podcast one, we saw that the flaps and end plates do experience a significantly increase, significant increase in the downforce, but that comes at a cost. The drag is always increased by anywhere between 20% and 50%. And this is one reason for that. Now, a similar thing happens over the upper side of the nose. So we can see here, this part here, the Y plane is slicing just on the side of the nose. So we're getting a few of the edges coming through. You can see that without the gunny flap, there is a wake, but with the gunny flap, there is a much more severe wake. So it's much bluer, which is why the nose exhibited also a greater increase in drag when the gunny flap was present. Now, there might also be other reasons why, but this is just one reason why. So figure 13, is pretty cool. It shows the streamlines underneath the vehicle's body, at least the, the part of the vehicle that they were looking at in this podcast. From this view, the extent of the gurney flaps effects on the tire jetting vortex systems is very clear. So you can see here comparing this region here compared to this region here. Without the gurney flap, there is a wake that is like four times as great as the tire's cross-sectional area. So you can see it just takes up a massive region. It's huge. With the gurney flap though, the tires have almost no wakes. So you can see there's a little bit of a wake, but it's very cleaned up and the flow is much faster, much faster moving. And that is a major indication why we get such a low drag. Now let's move to the fourth X-plane, which is in figure 16. This is now much further downstream. It's further downstream from the uh, tires. Let me show you actually, I should point it out. It'll be easier to for you to understand what I mean. So X-Plane here is pretty much just before we get to the cockpit and it's well past the tires. And one thing we can see here is that there is a lot, sorry, this is the figure here. There is a lot lower pressure on the underside of the nose section when the gunny flap is present. So we see here without the gunny flap, we get two low pressure cores, which are probably due to vortices. When we have the gunny flap present, we do get those two cores again, but they're sucked in closer to the nose and underneath the nose, we get a much lower pressure region. That's actually really good because if we have a lower pressure underneath and on top, the pressure doesn't change, which is what we have here, we get a increase in downforce of this nose section, which is why the nose that we saw before had an increase in the downforce as we found before. So on figure six, Figure 18, we can see that the gurney flap, which is denoted by the red line, and without the gurney flap is denoted by the blue line, these are pressure 
plots on the surface of the wings and the flaps. So interestingly, or not interestingly for the flap, we know that if you put a gurney flap on a wing, typically we'll, we'll get a drop in the pressure on the suction surface. And that means we get an increase in the lift or downforce, whichever way you have the wing oriented. One thing that's interesting though, is that the main wing, which does not have a gurney flap, by the way, experiences a pretty much a, the same effect. So you get an increase, a, a drop, sorry, in the pressure coefficient on the suction surface of the wing. So that's quite interesting because there is no actual flow control device on this airfoil. It's coming from the flap. So there's a massive upstream effect of this gurney flap on the flap to then the main wing. But somewhat expected, we do get an increase in the flaps performance and in the main wing performance. That's just a little bit surprising, I guess, for the main wing because as I said, there's no flow control device here, yet it is still dramatically affected. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. We have seen the details of how the gurney flaps affect a F1 car's aerodynamics and in particular how they break the journey vortex down of a tire and why the increase why the um, increase in drag of certain regions. So we saw, saw why a lot of regions do increase the downforce, but also why they increase the drag. In addition, we saw that the gurney flaps reduce the pressure on the suction side of an airfoil, as we saw just here, and hence why the airfoils produce more downforce. One thing that was surprising is that the gurney flaps also increase the downforce on the wing that doesn't have a, a gurney flap. Uh, why that happens, I'm not too sure, but there is obviously some upstream effects. And that is the end of this podcast. If you liked it, make sure to like it. And if you want to see more like this, please subscribe and or follow. And you can see our playlist with more videos like this. And if you want to get better at CFD and or theory, check out our courses in the link in the description. And if you want to make your experiments 24% more accurate, check out the Atmosphere Hawk. It's an instrument we make to make your experiments that much more accurate. The way that it does that is through the density of air. So the density of air changes every day by about 2 to 4%. And between days, months, weeks, seasons, etc., it changes by even more. And it could change up to 15% quite easily. And the problem is that most aerodynamicists don't measure the density of air in their experiments. That's a major problem because a lot of the experiments we do, we're only looking for changes of maybe one or 2% usually. So if you have a density of air changing by two to 4%, that engulfs that change that we will see from our system without the change in density of air, which means that all our results are kind of invalid. And what's even worse about that is that they don't know that they're invalid. So they use them thinking they are valid. And that also makes validating CFD much harder because when you run your CFD, you, val you specify the certain density you want and you, you, of you hope that the density of air that you are using is the same as your validation data. But it's not because the validation data was taken at a different density, which you don't even know. Damage Hawk is an instrument we make to accurately measure the density of air, and that gets rid of that error for you and makes your CFD much more accurate. You can find that in the link in the description as well. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Peace out, amigos.